0: Aiden Locke, president and CEO of Marimaca Copper, currently in Chile for the kickoff meeting with our engineering partners, Asenco, and we just put out a, a big announcement on some uh, metallurgical work that we've been doing.
1: You did, and that's why I'm phoning. Um, we, we're looking at all these sort of advanced uh, copper stores that we're trying to work out who's going to be able to get out there. Uh, Metallurgical work important.
0: Uh, What can you tell us about yours? Well, we've done a lot of metallurgical work. It's one of the key risks, as I have said many times on our calls uh, to any mining project. It's resource risk and metallurgical risk really underpins the business case. Uh, This is our sixth phase of metallurgical testing, so we've done an enormous amount really getting prepared for the feasibility study and then moving into production. Um, This announcement is really important for us because it addresses several key areas of risk, one of which is acid consumption. And what came out of it is a material reduction in uh, acid consumption relative to what we previously assumed in our studies. Uh, We think that'll have a material impact and improvement on our project.
1: Okay, but in in terms of cost, in terms of uh, effect on the ecology... Of the region, I mean, how do you measure that?
0: Yeah, well, not really the effect on the ecology because uh, you know it's a sealed system and we're not going to. There's no acid going out into the environment. Uh, but from a business perspective, um, to give you a rough idea, we estimate, depending on acid price, that acid makes up about thirty to forty percent of our uh, total operating cost. If you remember in our previous studies, we we're about a dollar thirty, a dollar forty, a pound all in sustaining cost. Uh, so if we look at the acid. Uh, consumption reduction from 40 kilos a tonne that was assumed in our previous studies to 30 kilos a tonne, uh, potentially 25% reduction, that could be quite material in terms of the overall business. So it's a, it's a pretty significant improvement. And uh, we think there's further upside because that testing program was focused on the rocks that have the highest acid consumption profile. So the rest of our uh, metallurgical sub-zones are actually lower acid consuming again. So we think that when we get to the definitive feasibility study, there's quite a bit of upside on our OPEX Uh, which is really important for us, obviously, in terms of our return on invested capital profile.
1: Well, absolutely. And one of the other things that you kind of confirmed is actually the recovery rates. Um, Tell us a a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so I think the other important aspect is, you know, if you're optimising your asset consumption, um, there can be uh, changes in recovery profile. And what came out of this test work program is a confirmation that the previous assumptions we used, 75% of total copper, has been confirmed under the optimised asset consumption, the optimised operating uh, scenario. So, you know, we're confirming that we're going to recover the same amount of copper, but using significantly less acid, Uh, you know, it's really going to be, we've seen quite a material improvement in the project. Um, I think the other aspect of it that's really important to me, and I made the note of it in the announcement, is this test work has really identified that there is further operational flexibility in case, you know, what happened in 2021 and 2022 with the sudden spike in food as a result of the Ukraine war meant that asset prices spiked enormously. And that happens over time. Uh, you know, we're not going, to, it's something that we can't control. So, what we're focused on as a business is improving our resiliency to those external shocks and making sure that if it occurs, we can preserve our margin. And what this test work showed is we can further reduce that asset consumption with only minimal reduction uh, in our copper recoveries, which is really, really good for underpinning our business case.
1: Right, and the other thing that, one of the other things you looked at note here is, and, and it's kind of held other companies up, gold companies up, and the Atacama Desert up, which is which is water. You've done this test with recycled seawater. For, first of all, what is recycled seawater, and, and why use it in the test case?
0: Yeah, well, Mar- uh, Marimaca is located in an extremely dry area of the world, the Atacama Desert, and uh, water stress is is a big part of the uh, one of the social issues that mining companies face in that part of the world. So we made a decision to use seawater in all of our test work and our, our process. It's the assumption that we're going to use seawater in all of our process work. Uh, you have two choices to source seawater. One, you can build your own pipeline and your own water intake. That carries a higher degree of permitting risk. So we elected to partner with one of the local power generation businesses, which already extract seawater to cool their, uh, their electrical generation capacity. Now, that obviously creates an environmental issue when they have to then pump back the water that has been gone through a large industrial plant. So we are buying water directly from those industrial plants rather than them having to discharge it back into the ocean. So effectively, we're using an industrial waste product um, as the seawater for our process. Uh, So it has several benefits. One, it's a lot cheaper for us to get that water from them because they've already got it in their system. And two, we're improving their environmental footprint by uh, taking what would be a waste stream going back out into the ocean.
1: Right, and, and obviously all of, all of this is about de-risking and removing barriers and ob- obstacles in, in the future. Um, what else does this, I, I think you, you said sixth, right? You said your you've sixth phase methodological program. Will there be more um, in terms of, again, trying to understand um, you know, how you maybe optimize and, and recover and drive those
0: efficiencies? Or does this tell you everything you need to know? No, nope, there's always more to be done. I mean, there is a limit as to how much money you want to spend on it. Uh, so we're planning on doing one final phase, which will take all of the remaining, uh, all of the information from the previous six phases uh, to into our design case for our feasibility study, what we will actually intend to build uh, for a com- confirmatory program, which will then form part of our bankable feasibility study. It's an important aspect financiers that they can see that you have tested the actual operating conditions that you're going to take into your feasibility study and eventually your construction uh, for the financing package so there's one more phase to go i mean you could keep doing it until the end of the earth but uh, you know there's a there's a trade-off between risk and reward um, there and we feel like we're very close to the end of that We're, we're getting to the flattening of the curve i guess where risk has been significantly diminished and the cost of doing more test work is not necessarily going to be uh a good use of our dollars at this stage,
1: right? Okay, so and just just for this, like for for people perhaps coming at this new, uh, remind me again, you're in the DFS process. What's the what's the timing of that? And again, what what are those sort of baby steps along the way, uh, which we, that you need to kind of you know deliver, to be able to actually deliver the the DFS at the, at the end of the process.
0: Yeah, so we're here uh, in Chile, or I'm here in Chile now to kick off with our engineering partner, Asenco, tomorrow for our both our permit engineering and our definitive feasibility study. So the permit engineering will be first because that is the critical part for the project and we're targeting to submit our applications in the middle of next year. And then the definitive feasibility study will be delivered, I would expect, at least the numbers internally for us uh three to four months after that and then we're targeting having a 43101 report released to the market in in early twenty twenty-five, um and then once we've got our permit applications in then we can move into the uh, all-important financing discussions and uh, you know, have a bit more clarity on timeline
1: right okay um and how's, how's the market looking to you out there so so confident uh, in terms of copper or in terms of equity markets? <laughs> well, equity markets is a as a whole other conversation. I'm talking about the the, the, the copper markets and, and, and their reactions to it. Obviously a bit of slowing down on the um EV production from you know North American OEMs, same in same in Europe, same out of China, um infrastructure programs, waiting to sort of see if they kinda of kick off. Um demand. Supply fundamentals, I guess, is where I was going with that conversation.
0: Yeah, look, I think there's always been a lot of talk that there are several larger projects that are coming to the end of their construction and then going into commissioning. Um, so there's quite a few big projects down here uh, I mean, Latin in Latin America that are uh, in the process of the commissioning and ramp up So there is new supply coming on. I have heard from multiple sources that we should be concerned about demand from copper, but the last data points that I've seen out of China uh, were that they imported a record amount of copper in Q3 of last year. Um, in fact, while the Western OEMs and EV manufacturers are seeing a significant slowdown in their uh, uptake of EVs, actually the Chinese market share is growing and Chinese uh, car sales is growing, uh, which is remarkable. There is definitely a concern about the Chinese property industry. Um, you know That's going to take a, a while to, uh, I think, work out. But the rest of China appears, at least on the data that I've seen, to be pretty strong at the moment. Uh, I think there's definitely risk, uh, and so that's going to probably create a buying opportunity in my view, because you know I still think the long-term fundamentals are firmly intact. Yeah. Uh, you better
1: get on and uh, have that meeting with your team on the same code. Good luck with that. We'll see you soon.
0: Thanks very much.